friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you're having an absolutely blessed day today, as always. And again, I thank you guys for the continual comments on the orders. Still got a lot of order comments that I was looking through yesterday, a lot of positive feedback. Everybody's enjoying the Angel Wars and also enjoyed the sale that we had for the 2,000 shows the beginning of the week. And I appreciate all the awesome words and just the encouragement that we have. You know, we've been doing this for years and years now. 2,000 live shows didn't just happen overnight. (laughs) Something we've been actively working on. And uh, we've done this continually to get the truth out there to so many people as far as we can. And we encourage all of you to continue to do the same. I know a lot of you guys text me up and send me emails about you know the shows the last couple of weeks and just continually trying to encourage one another to wake as many people up as you can because everybody has a right to hear the truth. Now, if they choose not to go along with the truth or they decide that they do not want to believe the truth or they decide they want to go in a different, darker direction, that is always their choice. Free will is a heck of a thing. We'll get into a little bit of that later on. I got some questions asked Dad that I want to get into as far as with the Angel Wars here in a few minutes. I want to go over a few health topics first and also to remind everybody if you need anything, check out the website at healthmasters.com. And also, too, you voted for it this week, the product of the week on sale, the HGH Stimulate, the one and only, over 12% off right now on the website at healthmasters.com. Incredibly good for increasing blood flow and, blood flow and, blood flow and oxygen. Excuse me, and it massively increases muscle endurance and VO2 max while training, really increases endurance a lot. So I encourage you to check that product out if you're working out, you're exercising, or if you're simply just wanting to get blood pressure under control. Works incredibly good for that in the body. So check it out. And also, too, vote for what you want to see win next week as well. There's a few products on there that are pretty, pretty heavy hitters the total rest, the liver support, the ultimate multiple powder. One of my favorites, a staple that I take every single day with my shake in the morning. Those are all able to be voted on, so check those out at healthmasters.com on the front page of the website. Also, too, one thing that I wanted to get in as well, I saw this earlier. I'm glad to see some athletes that are you know heavy hitters that are walking around that are being vocal about what's happening now about this complete and total just just debauchery that's going on in women's sports that's turning it into a complete and total joke. Multi-time Grand Slam winning tennis champion Martina Navratilova has taken a stand for women's sports, voicing her objection to trans-identified male athletes competing in any biological women's sports. She pointed to the fact that trans-athlete identifying as Austin Killips, fantastic, that had to be his first name, <laughs> who won the women's category of the Tortugilla bicycle race in New Mexico this week, was an absolute abomination of women's sports. She said the cycling body, the UCI, defending its transgender policy, stating the UCI acknowledgement that transgender athletes may wish to compete in accordance with their gender identity. She's a complete and total laughingstock. And they're saying now that more and more people are coming out that this is, this is to high transphobia. The only reason why no Nobody wants to do this, and they're using feminism is because they want a high transphobia for the men competing in sports. This, again, is about inverting everything that's good and everything that's just and everything that's moral. This isn't going to stop with sports. 
isn't going to stop with bathrooms. It isn't going to stop at the workplace. This is going to be an absolute aggressive cancer if people do not put a stop to this. And I mean that sincerely. It is going to be a cancerous tumor that was biopsied, and it's going to spread through the entire fabric of the United States if this is not handled abruptly and swiftly in the school systems, in the workplace, in the sports, everywhere. This nonsense that people are continuing to spew that these basically grown men have the right to go and compete with biological females in sports and they have a right to go to the bathroom with little girls and they have a right to be treated in all these different ways, it's a complete and total joke. And ironically enough, completely undoes everything that happened with you know civil rights and with women's rights and it's just – it's insanity. But yet it's continually going forward and so many people are just quietly – sitting by and allowing it to happen. That's why I'm glad where I've seen a lot of these athletes now that are really starting to come forward and say, dude, I don't care. You can try to ruin my credibility or my reputation. I'm not going to go along with this. There's a video somebody sent me yesterday. It was one of the uh, baseball games. I think it was baseball or football. I think it was baseball up in uh, Northeast. And I don't know when. The, it was a couple weeks ago or so. And it was a stadium, and they had the different areas you know, where people go buy beer. And the, the giant Bud Light stand was completely, totally empty as far as with people. And it was stocked up. Coolers were stocked up to the gills. Every other brand was people were going over there and buying their extremely overpriced beer. Bud Light was not getting anything. And again, this is the resolve that people need to have with every aspect, not just beer. They need to have that with every aspect, whether it be supporting females, real females in sports, whether it's supporting family and friends, you know, in rights and areas and schools. This is very important. So again, I encourage one another to continue to keep keep being vocal about what's happening and get the truth out there as well. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting because apparently, you know, Title 42, they're saying, is going to expire. It's going to lapse on May 11th this year, which that is the prevention of allowing migration essentially into the United States is a pandemic era border policy that allows border agents to turn migrants away on public health grounds. And this is going away officially May 11th. And there's videos that have been posting now of El Paso of migrants that have been crossing the border. And there's reports now that at minimum 700,000 migrants are being staged all across the Southern border to basically get ready to start overwhelming overwhelming the borders as soon as they have the ability to start getting in. And I've told you guys before, and I told this when that whole story about there was, there was uh, from Chile and Argentina, remember? There's a 65,000-person horde that was tra- transitioning up from Argentina and Chile and going up through South America. And it was like you know a 2,500-mile trek. And I did the numbers on it, and I told you it just doesn't make sense from an organic standpoint. I said, these people are being funded. These people are being supported. These people are being fed. 65,000 people, if I did the math on it correctly, on a walking basis, the amount of miles they would have to walk in order to get there within a few-month fashion would be eating roughly around 100,000 pounds of food every single day. So much food to be 65,000 people, and that would be on a minimalistic diet. And the videos and photos you saw, you saw them riding on trains and being given rides here, and then all of a sudden they'd be walking through the woods and the jungle. Guys, that's not something 65,000 people just go get up and do and go on a 2,500-mile trek. People talk about going on you know, hiking trails for 20 and 30 and 40 miles. I've been on long hiking trails before up mountains, you know, 5 and 10 miles one way. It's, it, it'll wear you out. And I mean, after you get done doing it, you're like, oh, man, I got to get a bunch of food in. I've been eating snacks all day. I'm ready to take a nap. 
And you can do that if you're extremely conditioned. You can keep doing that on a regular basis if you're extremely conditioned. This what's happening here, these are not conditioned athletes that are going on 2,000-mile treks. These are people that are being continually fed and funded and supported in order to do a massive influx of the southern border. And I saw an um, article earlier that was posted up by um, – by Robert F. Kennedy, and he said the most crucial aspect of the immigration crisis is rarely discussed. Why are so many people willing and so desperate in the first place to leave their homes for an uncertain future? The answer is uncomfortable, in large part, is to U.S. policies that create desperate conditions south of the border. The war on drugs is one. The U.S.-funded dictators, paramilitaries, and death squads, neoliberal extraction of resources, unpayable debts, it is an inhumane and hypocritical to deny immigration while creating the conditions that drive immigration. As president, I will change these policies. That's the only long-term solution to the border crisis. And he's partially right on that as far as what he's saying is what we've done is intentionally destabilized almost every third world country in the entire world we saw this over in uh, afghanistan we saw this over in libya we saw this over in major countries over there in africa in the middle east we would go in and destabilize them completely and totally firebomb them and then say oh by the way we've got to bring in a hundred thousand migrants from this middle eastern country and import them into minnesota did the same thing to Europe now. It's all controlled narrative in order to reduce the actual general organic population of a country and bring in all types of welfare systems that completely and totally collapse the financial crisis, financial system that we're watching right now. I mean you see the debt ceiling. They're constantly, well, debt ceiling this and debt ceiling that. And I, I saw an article the other day, and it said – it was talking about how – the fact that we're even having a discussion on this uh, this debt ceiling is almost comical when it comes to the fact of what we're doing with money and what we're doing with just frivolous spending, and it's because Congress is completely out of control. The military-industrial complex is completely out of control. The bankers run the United States, and it was Spike Cohen made this statement. He said, imagine that you've maxed out all your credit cards. You've completely maxed out every single credit card, and you're basically just making minimum payments. Instead of cutting your overspending and trying to get your finances under control and cutting massive amounts of expenditures that you don't need, you're arguing with your spouse whether to increase your credit limit to 52000 or 47000 He said, now change that 1000 a trillion. That's the debt ceiling debate. He goes, now imagine that you can raise your limit without even calling the bank. You can hire people to rob your neighbors to cover the cost of your next payment. Would you have any reason to control your spending? No, you'd have no reason whatsoever. That's why Congress keeps overspending, because they can, because there's no oversight, because there is no consequences for what they are doing. The bankers completely and totally run Congress, and they run the United States. Spike Cohen, he's a libertarian. He puts out some pretty interesting information sometimes, but he's very accurate. That's what we're watching right now. Nobody, nobody running any business, any corporation, even the head of a household, any family could operate the way we're watching the United States operate now. Oh, by the way. Uh, Ukraine needs another $500 million in surface weapons, surface missiles. Oh, that's fine. I'll write him a check. Just send, send it to him. Send it to him. Send it to him. This is what's continually ongoing, and the problem with it is it's the exact same people that run the money changers back in the temple that Jesus got so mad at, and this is why he got so angry because he knew the money manipulation that they were doing. This is why he went and flipped the tables over in the temple. This is why he got so irate, and ironically enough, right after that, 
is when they decided that he had to be put away. He had to be crucified. They had to get rid of him because he was calling them out for who they were. And it talks about in John that their father was Satan. Their father was the devil, the father of lies. That's what we're watching now. And Dad has made this so abundantly clear this week in Angel Wars is that we're watching this physical realm that we're seeing all these things happen but there's a spiritual realm behind it that is so vast and so big and this is why and i got a couple questions i'm asked dad here in a second because you know it's very strange that we're we're on this world but you know god allows us to be continually tempted by evil jesus christ was tempted by satan himself god does not put a bubble around us that says, hey, guess what? You're Christian now, so I'm, you're, you're, you're protected from any temptation. You're never going to have to make a choice because that would eliminate free will. Free will is the factor of what God Almighty wants in us to be able to pick him, to choose him, to pick life. But see, what happens is we're tempted constantly by satanic aspects, and it's really – it's one or the other. I mean let's be very clear on it. You have godly, biblical aspects, and you have satanic aspects. There's only two. There's no men in the middle. God's very clear on that as far as lukewarm water. And so what we're watching is now you have to be so cautious about what you see and what you make decisions on because there's a lot of temptations out there. And you know, and the devil is so good at covering things and making them look so gorgeous. We've, you can read about that. I mean he was right up there beside God Almighty as like his main guy that was making everything happen. He was supposed to be like the most beautiful angel. So clearly this this entity, Satan, knows how to make things do very well. And people say, well, it's you know, it's this that good or evil. And I said, Well, it's it's that. I said, you gotta understand what the temptation comes in most cases. You walk into a room and you see two glasses of water. And one glass of water has good on it, one glass of water has evil on it. Just clear glass of water. You're gonna look at it and say, Well, I'd probably check the well, this says good. It says good on it, it's good. Okay. What happens when you walk in, you have a clear glass of water that says good. Well, then you've got this nice big glass right beside it that's this extremely thick chocolate milkshake with whipped cream all over it and chocolate fudge on top. And a little excerpt at the bottom of the corner that you can barely read with a magnifying glass that says evil. You look at it and go, well, this is a bit harder of a choice. You know, I got a glass of good water. It's in a clear glass, and I have this chocolate milkshake with hot fudge all over it. And I can't. I kind of know there's some evil at the bottom, but I can't really see it. I just kind of know it's there, but I don't really have to acknowledge it. That's what we're constantly being bombarded with all the time with Satan. This is why you constantly read about the temptations you hear about with Job, where it's a very interesting situation where you have this almost this this bet between God and Satan. And you see what happened in the garden. God put garden and even uh, Adam and Eve in the garden, but there was very specific. They had to make a choice. They were going to be tempted by evil, and they made that decision. And so when you're watching this now and you're seeing this happen, you know, it's very strange to kind of understand why God would do it. But dad was explaining yesterday. I want him to kind of elaborate on it a little bit more with free will. You know, when God allows us to be tempted by this, dad, is this this kind of, I mean, is this almost a giant experiment that we're seeing now with humans that God made that's between him and Satan on earth? How does this all work? Because obviously he knows we're going to be exposed to evil. He knows a lot of people are going to choose evil. He wants us all to live, but we're constantly seeing temptation in the Bible over and over and over that God Almighty knows about. Does he want to see kind of who are those souls that are going to be the ones that are actually going to choose good over evil? I mean, how do you think a lot of this works? Well, what this is, you know, I guess we call it prison planet petri dish earth 
Okay. And, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, yesterday I was on with Dave Hodges. And it was funny because he was asking me basically the same questions that you're asking me right now. And he was talking about, you know, what happened in Genesis chapter 6, what happened with the pre-Adamic race. And finally he got real quiet. You know, if you guys know Dave, I mean, he's always got a lot to say. And he's listening to me explain, you know, my portion of Angel Wars. I kind of did a four-day summary for him yesterday. And so if you want to listen to his show yesterday, it's very, very good. And what, what was interesting about this is I told him, I said, here's the deal. I said, there was a giant cosmic war, a giant cosmic war that was in space. And it basically destroyed much of the known universe. And we have now been placed in a situation where we have been put on this planet, which is more of a realm, more of an energy field than anything else that, you know, it's not really a, it's, it's, it's the, the lies they've told us about the planet are unbelievable, but, but it's different than they say it is. It's not what we think it is. It's almost like we're on, on, on a holodeck, on a holodeck ship, you know, you know, spaceship earth, you know, prison planet earth, holodeck earth. All right. And the energy that we have on this planet is held together through Jesus, right? Because through him, all things are held together. We got to understand that. And that's why I said God is a permeating energy field. You know, he's like a 24-volt battery, and we're like a 12-volt battery. And the only way we can get back to him is to go through Christ, who is to transform, who brings us back to 24 volts. That's, and I'm not talking about literally like that, but I'm talking using that as a metaphor. And, with the, and the voltage difference just causes the sin that we have in our lives. Because it's impossible for a sinless God to be in the presence of sin. They're incompatible. It's like it's impossible for you to go to a satanic concert and have the Holy Spirit show up. It's just not going to happen. You, know, you go to listen to a Black Sabbath concert or you know, ACDC or some unbelievable heathen music or whatever, and they're playing it and the speakers are booming, 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 booming. You know, The Holy Spirit don't want to be there, period. And so you've chosen to be in that environment. And then when it was over with, with the show yesterday with Dave, Dave said something very poignant that he's never said to me before. He said he had a top guy from one of the top government agencies that used to give him inside information before the guy passed away. And he said he told him years ago, he says, that he was brought into the inside of what's really going on on the planet. And this is what he told Dave. He said there was a giant cosmic war, and the, it was good versus evil. Evil lost, and they were banished and put on prison planet Earth. Something like that. I'm paraphrasing Dave, and he says, "Ted, exactly. That's exactly what you just told me." I said, "I know." I said, "That's the only way it works." And this is what they don't want us to know. So we're here for only one purpose, and that that has to be, you know, to prove God's righteousness, which He talks about in the Book of Romans, which I've talked about repeatedly, because God is righteous. He didn't have to prove anything. He could just smite the devil and all the rest of them and got rid of them. And the, the the problem that we run into, though, is we get into a situation where. You know, we don't understand why this is happening. You know, we don't understand why the book of Job happened. And, uh, you know, the book of Job has always been, until I started doing the angel wars, the book of Job has always been one of those really weird things for me that I really didn't get. Because, you know, remember, God God doesn't tempt you. He doesn't do that. Satan does that. You know, it's like with that chocolate milkshake, Austin. And why in the world did you have to use a chocolate milkshake as an example? I like chocolate shakes. <laughs> just a, but, but, just an analogy, you know? <laughs> oh, I, I know, but my gosh, everybody loves chocolate milkshakes. No, I want one. <laughs> well, me too. And, and, you know, you know, with fudge on top, right? And, and you know, with a little asterisk on the bottle, evil, you go, oh, I'm not going to touch yeah. that now. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but again, let's, let's look at another. Let's, let's give it another analogy. You've got a glass of water that has fluoride in it that you cannot see, and it says evil on the bottom of that. But you can't see anything in it. It looks as clear as the water next to it that's distilled that says good. And all of a sudden you go, what difference does it make? They're both clear. 
say you drink the fluoride and you drop your IQ, you drop your reasoning skills, you become servile and infertile. And you go, well, what happened to me? Well, you got became servile and infertile because you didn't pay attention. And so more than anything else, God has put us here to basically allow us to have freedom of will, which you mentioned to earlier in the show, Austin, because he wanted to prove his – see, God created us in his image. You know, you know, we're the image of God he created us. And Lucifer knew, and I mentioned this earlier, I think it was on Wednesday's show, that Lucifer knew there was no plan of redemption for the fallen angels. That they, once this little experiment that we're doing here on this planet is over with, and with this, this proof, remember, to God, a thousand years is a day. So if it's a 20-year, you know, if it's 50,000 years, it's 50 days. It's just, it's just it's, it's not some kind of thing that's going to go off into perpetuity forever and ever and ever with God. It's not going to do that. Now, it seems like that to us because, you know, we have finite you know, lifespans here on this planet. But, but we don't die either, okay? But we just don't understand that, so that's why everybody's always scared of dying. And, you know, and then Jesus said, oh, death, where is thy victory? Where is thy sting? And, you know, death, hell, and grave has been overcome by Christ. So when we understand this, we start to realize that it's the freedom of will that God wanted to prove that people could choose good over evil, that they could choose what was right. They could serve him without being forced to. And I guess every story has to have a villain. <laughs> I guess I, mean, I don't mean I don't know how to say anything else. An antagonist, right? And, and, and Lucifer was basically, in his appeal of his sentence, he was allowed to be down here, but he wasn't allowed to come into the Garden of Eden for the first 6,000 years you know, or six days in order to mess with what was happening down here then. Now, where was he locked up then? I don't know. He's probably locked up in a pit to God that was six days. And so it's like he's, got a, he's, he's, got a, he's, got, he's wearing a tracking bracelet, so to speak, like you'd see in the court nowadays, and he can only do so much. And, and that's why he's limited on what he can do. Like I said, Carl Strader and all some of God preacher I used to listen to back in the 80s, he said it this way, that God's got you know, Lucifer on a leash, and he can only do so much. And see, once you understand the angel wars concept of this, that this has been something – I mean, this, this, you got to think about it. This was the head guy in heaven. You know, he's, he's right. He was like the head cherub. And this is a big deal for him to, you know, to break ranks and do what he did. This is a major deal. And, you know, and, and a third of the angels – Apparently, we're hoodwinked by this 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 entity, this this devil, uh, this Lucifer, whatever you want to call him, Satan, and basically followed him. And so it wasn't like you know one or two did this. There's a war in the cosmos over this with an innumerable amount of angels that could have lasted for millennial, you know, which with God's time, a thousand years would be a day. But it, it was a big deal, and a lot of people died. And so we were put here on this planet again, this realm that we're in with this giant Antarctica ice wall and all the rest of it in order to basically co-inhabit this space with the fallen angels to prove that we will follow God and not be robots. And that's why it says that only a few people but a remnant are going to make this. It says that because it's, it's difficult not to drink the shake. <laughs> I mean, it really is. I mean, it's difficult not to do, do things that you remember. If you drink the shake and you didn't realize that it was evil or whatever, or you knew it was, but then you repent for it and you don't continue to drink the shake, you know, God's going to forgive you. It doesn't matter what you've done in your life because it's not your righteousness that's going to save you. It's the righteousness of God through Christ that's going to save you. It's like I used this, this metaphor a few weeks ago. If we all decided to swim from San Francisco to Hawaii, nobody's going to make it. You're not going to make it. You're going to dehydrate. You're going to starve to death. You're going to be eaten by a shark. You're going to freeze to death. It's what's going to happen. Nobody's going to make it without support. Now, if you have boats that are pulling you in and letting you sleep and rest and all that kind of stuff, you might make it if you don't get eaten by a shark, right? All of this stuff. But nobody's going to swim from, from San Francisco to Hawaii nonstop without support. Jesus is that support. 
He's that transformer. He allows you to become the righteous of God through Christ. So God no longer sees you. He sees Christ. So he gave us an out. In the Old Testament, it was pretty rough. Because remember, it was God's relationship to man and man's relationship to man that were completely changed. That's why I urge you guys repeatedly, don't pray imprecatory prayers on other people. Just leave it be. That's Satan is the accuser of the brethren, period. You know, and he's running around trying to curse everybody. Yeah, let, me, you know, let me ask you a question. You know, when Jesus basically uh, cast the demons into the pigs, you know, the pigs asked to go into the demons, right? And, 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 and I mean, the demons asked to go into the pigs and not into the abyss. You know, that's because unclean likes unclean, period. And then, and then they ran down the – the pigs couldn't deal with it. Even the pigs couldn't deal with it. They ran down the hill and drowned themselves, thousands of them. So, you know, what's interesting about all of this is is that that freedom of will is such a – it's such an interesting concept because, you know, Satan's going to tempt you. God doesn't do that, and God sits back and he watches it. Now, it also says that he knew before you were born whether or not you were going to accept him and walk in his ways. That's because he's omnipresent. He doesn't set it up that way. He lets you do what you're going to do. He just happens to know what you're going to do because he's already there. He's in all timelines all at once. He is the alpha. He is the omega. He is the beginning. He is the end. And that's what's so crazy to me about, about Satan or Lucifer or the devil or whatever, Einstein or whatever the heck you want to call him this week, Baal, Moloch, Asher, who cares, is that he thinks he can win. But see, you got to understand something. He's already been defeated in the heavenlies in that space war. And so he knows he got his butt handed to him, and he knows he got prison down here. So now he's just – excuse my vernacular. He's just really pissed off. He's mad. And he's trying to run around as a roaring lion, basically, to just take everybody else with him because he wants everybody in hell with him. And what the heck are they going to do to you in hell? I have no idea. Doesn't sound like a place that I want to go to. And see, that's the problem that we roll into here with the Angel Wars presentation that we've done is that it ties together so many of these pieces of this puzzle from a Christianity standpoint. It really makes Christianity the only solution that we have, and it is the only solution that we have. And I've told that to folks for years and years. I remember I was on with Sarah Westall years ago. This was my last appearance with her, and I think I kind of uh, – <laughs> I was a bit too intense with her. I don't know. I wasn't asked back. She had huge numbers on the show. But she said, well, there's other, way, there's other ways to get to God. I said, no, there's not. There's no other way to the Father, period. There's no other way to fix this. The Jesus is the creator of the universe. Through him, all things are held together. What other, what other way do you want to go besides that? <laughs> Everything else is just a phony. It's a fraud forgery with the 6,200 fake religions that the doggone evil one has put on this planet now. So it is like a Petri dish planet, prison planet Earth, in which we're this giant ant colony down here that's having to deal with a bunch of weirdos on the – probably who live in Antarctica who like to travel around and you know abduct humans and you know take their DNA and continually try to do things they're not supposed to do. And we see this, and we see the compromise from our government. And we know that, you know, like you said yesterday, Austin, you know, John Kerry goes down to Antarctica, you know, and the and the and the, and the, and the Orthodox priest, you know, from Russia goes down to you know to Antarctica. Well, they're not inviting us to Antarctica. What the heck are they doing down there? And you know, the Nazis went down there. They got all kinds of you know advanced technology. You can read Adam Berg's account of what happened down there. And yet we sit here and we say none of that's real. That can't be real because Kim Kardashian has pretty buttocks. And, and just it's just it's just a giant psychop. Everything is a lie because why? The God of this age, Lucifer, who runs this planet, is a liar. He was a liar from the beginning, like also quoted in the book of John, and that's his native tongue. That's all he speaks are lies. And that's the one thing I remember I read in a book that was written by Fred Bell years ago, and he said when they interviewed these entities and they'd catch them on a spaceship or whatever, they would talk to them. All they would do is lie about everything. 
everything was a lie. And it, it's interesting to me that, you know, we can't be told the truth. This is one of the reasons that John F. Kennedy was assassinated. John F. Kennedy knew what happened with Roswell. He knew how the CIA had gotten involved with it. He knew the shadow government had formed with Majestic 12. He knew what was going on with the cover-up of Roswell. He knew what was going on with all of it, you know, with the Federal Reserve Bank. And then he did Executive Order 1110. He didn't want Israel to have atomic weapons. He didn't have, want to have no nuclear weapons in Israel. I mean, he, he talked to Marilyn Monroe and ran his mouth to her. Marilyn Monroe had to be killed. And then John F. Kennedy was killed, and his brother was killed. Because once you wake up like John F. Kennedy did, like he did on that in PT-109 when he had a shot up underneath him, and he's in that coral atoll in the Pacific, and he saved his men, you know, I really believe that he had an epiphany. I really believe he realized what he was fighting up against, and he realized he wanted to fix the country. Now, did he know about what was going on in Antarctica? Probably not. Probably didn't know, but he just knew that what the government was doing was completely and totally corrupt. You know, now the Proud Boys have been some, – several of them have been found guilty of sedition in spite of the fact of all the fake stuff and all the bad evidence and all the stuff the FBI did and all the, all the wiretapping, illegal wiretapping and all the stuff that he did interfering with counsel with these guys. And they still are found guilty of sedition, one of them is. So he could be 20, 30 years in prison. He probably won't see. He'll probably never get out. We no longer have a rule of law in this country. We're operating under absolutism and tyranny, period. That's it. Let's say that again in case you missed it. We no longer have a rule of law in this country at that level. We're operating under absolutism and tyranny, and that's a yoke that we're all having to be that we're all having to carry right now. And that's why we've got to stand our ground, because the evil one that runs this place is absolutely terrified that Christianity is going to make a comeback. That shows like this are going to continue to tell you guys what really happened, who he really is, and what's going on from a interdimensional standpoint. We're, we're like on holodeck Earth. Yeah, that's what we are. It's just like a giant holodeck on a starship enterprise. And, you know, and we have this energy field that we have to live inside of that we're part of. And our souls are separated from that, but our energy permeates. That's why I've told you guys so many times, be careful what you talk about. Be careful what you speak about. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. I've talked about this so many times with prayer life. And I pray for you guys all the time. And, you know, and I ask that you keep your heart and mind straight. The other day somebody asked me, why do you always have such a good attitude? Because I'm always positive. And I said, well, you know, back in 1979 when I accepted Christ, I just thought I was going to be positive today. And they said, what do you mean? I said, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. You know, being positive is a lot better than being negative. You know, what are they going to do to us? Kill us? They can't kill us. We don't die. We just change energy forms. We, we, we change addresses. <laughs> That's all we do. They, they have no authority over us when we have the blood that sanctifies us and changes our DNA back to that of the Father. I don't personally believe that the COVID shot, if you're a born-again Christian, you've been sanctified by the blood of the Lamb. If you've been forced to take the COVID shot or you've done that and you, now you regret having done it and you, and you repent for it, you don't do it anymore. I don't believe the COVID shot is going to have a change in your DNA. So if you list the mark of the beast, it's going to kill you. It may be the mark of the beast for those people who aren't saved. It might be that. It might be that. But it's not going to be the mark of the beast for Christians that were forced to do it or had to do it. I don't believe that. But I believe Christians shouldn't have taken it. I believe that too. But you know, some people were forced to because they couldn't supply their food for their families and all the other things. And I, I believe that God's going to have a special, you know, you know, you know, you know, for, forgiveness for all that. I really do. I'm not going to believe that a Christian who was forced to do that's going to be going to hell. I don't believe that at all, because God is righteous, and and we know that He is righteous. And and the crazy part about this is, is that that blood is going to continue to sanctify us for all eternity. Period. It's what it does. It, 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 Jesus is omnipresent. He he's in all timelines, all of the time. His blood is omnipresent because of that. That's why we no longer need a sacrifice for our sin. The blood on the mercy seat is just as wet now as it was 2,000 years ago because he's 
he's still there. He's still back in Revelation. He's still he's in the book of Revelation. He's he's and he's at the end. He's the beginning. He's the Alpha. He's the Omega. They're all tied together. The Godhead is, and we got to understand that what he did for us on Calvary is unreal. Did did Buddha die for his people? Did Muhammad die for his people? Did Confucius die for his people? Did all these other weird people die for their people? Were they crucified on a cross? Were they resurrected from the dead? No. Christ did that for us. He changed the entire Roman calendar. I mean, it's year 2023 right now. It's all changed because of what he did. He changed everything. So, yes, Austin, we're in the middle of a situation in which, you know, Satan's running around testing people. God doesn't do that. God doesn't torment people. But, but Lucifer has been put on a leash, and he basically is allowed to do certain things. We see that. That's why there's so much evil in the world. And that's what people are always saying. They're saying, well, if God is really God, why is there so much evil in the world? Because God doesn't handle the planet like that. He lets us have our freedom of will so he can see who is going to serve him and who is going to walk with him all the days of their life. That's why we have to do that. Because if we walk with God and we serve God and we do what God wants us to do all of the time, what ends up happening, we become disciples of Christ and we want to do what's right. And we want to try to help people and pray with people. If someone's in need, we want to pray with them. If someone's sitting there and you know they're hungry, you're going to buy them some food. All of this stuff we're supposed to do instead of just ignoring one another. That's why when you guys support Health Masters, you support this broadcast. I thank you for that. As some of you will say, I ain't going to support those guys. That vitamin costs a dollar more than what I'm getting at Walmart. Okay, great. Great. Then I'm still going to pray for you. If you want to have that kind of attitude, okay, I'm still praying for you. I'm still going to pray that God, God's going to bless you. But I'll be honest with you. A lot of people's attitudes are so bad and they're so bitter and so mean and so angry that it's really difficult for the Holy Spirit to work through them. I'm just going to be honest with you, being blunt about that, because they're always – they're fault finders. They always want to find something wrong. Well, Ted said this. Ross has said that. Or they were on this show or that show. We don't agree what they say on that show, so we're not, we're not going to do this for them. And It's on and on and on. Infighting, backbiting, and stabbing, and just stabbing one another you know, metaphorically just, just to be mean. I'm not going to live like that. Those are the same people who are going to start praying in precatory prayers. I'm not going to live like that either. I'm going to walk in love. I don't care if you buy a thing from me. I'm going to pray for you and ask God to bless you if you're not going to support health masters. I'm, I'm just glad you're listening to the show and telling your friends about it. I'm glad you're hearing the truth. That's how I look at it. But when you guys do support us, it allows us to come to you commercial free. Instead of giving you you know, 32 minutes or 26 minutes or 24 minutes of content in an hour show with commercial, 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 we just go for an hour like this. And you'll, you'll, you'll get, you'll get a three-hour show in with us in an hour. It's going to save a lot of your time. And, and yesterday I was talking to somebody, and, and, and we were basically running around, and, and they were asking me what I do and what I listen to on podcasts. And I said, well, what I do and what I listen to on podcasts is I listen to our show, and I try to critique it and try to make it better. And if I say something that wasn't quite as clear, I'll make a mental note, say i got to fix that. Or if Austin says something that wasn't quite as clear, i got to make a mental note. i got to try to fix that. Are we perfect? No. But we try to bring you the best content and the best show and the most godly stuff that we possibly can. That's all we can do. And so when you support us, and like you did this week, we had the big sale with Health Masters. You can continue to get your toothpaste and your deodorant, all the rest of the stuff from us. It makes this show possible. And now we're having so many people ordering 20 tubes of toothpaste at a time because they want to give it to their friends because there's no fluoride in it, which is a neurotoxin. They want their kids and their families and their grandkids not to have neurotoxins. And you're right. You need to do that. Because they're going to go out and buy Colgate and Crest, which has a warning label on it. If ingested, contact the poison control center immediately. Why would you put that in your mouth? I'm asking that question. Look at your toothpaste that has fluoride in it. And it says on the warning label, if ingested, contact the poison control center immediately. How in the world are you supposed to put it in your mouth and brush your teeth with it and not have it absorb? 
some legally. Just thought I'd ask you that. But yet nobody thinks about that. Why would they put a warning label on toothpaste? It's because of the fluoride. It's that poisonous. Just thought I'd mention that to you guys. But let's go ahead and start on refurbishing of the earth because I know I told you guys I was going to do that today. I did a lot of this little dialogue with Austin here, so it's not going to be as long as I wanted it to be today. But we'll go as far as we can. We already talked about refurbishing the earth on day one. We've already talked about what happened. Let's talk about what's happening on – and I think we covered uh, – and we covered a, a verse of the, the, the two. We, we did that. But I, I'm going to cover part of that again. I want to read this again. This is really important. You know, we need to realize, you know, that the water on the earth's surface was basically covering it. But God had to separate the waters and the atmosphere. And a lot of this water was brought up and created, I believe, a frozen canopy of water that enveloped the entire planet, which allowed the – the, the the light to diffuse properly and the plants to grow properly, kind of like a greenhouse effect. And ab- above the firmament, the frozen water that enveloped the earth was a canopy, which was going to filter the sun and the ultraviolet light, light right from the sun. The can- canopy would also distribute the heat from the sun evenly, just making a perfect climate on earth. Basically, it was a giant greenhouse. And God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament. And divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven. There you go. This kind of says a lot, doesn't it? And the evening and the morning were the second day. Genesis 1, 6-8. Now, this perfect paradise was created. There was no rain. There wasn't. That was a mist that came every night and watered the plants and the trees. It says, and every plant of the field before it was in the earth and every herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground. But there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground, Genesis 2, 5 through 6. This is why when Noah started running around and yelling about there being a flood that was going to start raining, nobody would listen to him, and everybody thought he was nuts. Why? Because it had never rained. It wasn't fun. He's building this giant boat. And if you ever get, if you ever get a chance to go to Kentucky and get to see the Ark, it's worth the trip. I mean, we got to see that last summer. Sharon and I did before she passed away. I flew up there. and We went to Mackinac Island. And a lot of you guys saw the pictures on her Instagram account, which we're going to reactivate, by the way. And it was still activated. We just haven't posted anything to it. And then we flew back down to Frankenmuth. And I'm flying my own plane, by the way, if you've got it. But I've, but I've sold that plane since. And so we, so we flew down to Frankenmuth. Then we flew down to Kentucky, and we went to the Ark. So if you ever get a chance to see the size of that thing, it's a full-scale replica. You need to go see it. It's well worth the trip. That's how big of a boat he built. Now, think about it for a second. So he built this giant ship to hold all of these animals of the earth, and he's running around telling everybody it's going to rain. <laughs> it had never rained before. They all thought he was Looney Tunes. And on top of that, how much money was he spending? You know, this is, this is what he did. It was huge. Well, this window, the canopy of this window, when the flood began, Jesus, I guess, could cause the canopy to collapse and the frozen water to start to fall on the surface of the earth to form rain. And in the 600 years of Noah's life in the second month and the 17th day of the month, the same day were all the fountains of the great deep broken up and the windows of heaven were open. Then the rain was upon the earth 40 days and 40 nights, Genesis 7, 11 through 12. So that was the flood. Now the refurbishing of day three. We got to realize the investigation of what Adam and Eve did and all the other stuff. Day, on day three, you know, we, God created dry land. He did not want Adam and Eve to be basically on the same surface of the land because it was basically – it existed during the reign of Lucifer. Now, a huge amount of water had been taken away to form the canopy around the earth, but now there were giant cavities created deep within the crust of the earth. And you know, all of this stuff was being done in order to prepare the earth for the new creation of Adam and Eve. Now, a lot of the floors of the ocean were raised up, and this other places were brought back down. 
and then covered up the cities and the roads and the factories, the canals, the airports, all the stuff that may have been here during the reign of Lucifer to start with. That's why when you go down into the Bahamas, you'll find like roads that are under the water. I'm just, you guys can look it up. Roads that are under the water, giant pyramidal structures under the water. You know, they, you know, they said Atlantis was one of those cities that was sunk in, you know, in this pre-Adamic race. All of these ancient monuments that are under inside of the oceans, they weren't in the oceans to start with. Remember, when the when God flooded the earth, he opened the fountains of the deep, the canopy, if, if that indeed existed, which I believe that it did, you know, dropped the rain back onto the planet. And what ended up happening is the entire planet flooded out. And also what God did, he pulled the continental plates apart during the flood. And when he did that, he turned off the magnetic ley lines that were underneath the planet powering the pyramids, which were energy transmitters, which were probably creating an energy field around the planet to allow Lucifer to be omnipresent and control all of these entities that were half hybrids, half F Nephilim, you know, all the stuff he was able to do. And that was all, you know, happening in Genesis chapter six. And God had to stop that. So he he did it. He pulled it. And you see, when you look at a picture of the planet, you know, or you see a flat surface of it, you'll see where they used to go together. Where you know, where North America was connected to Europe and Africa. And that's why, you know, they didn't have to worry about, you know, trying to, you know, Christopher Lumber Columbus didn't have to sail the ocean blue to find the new continent. They were all connected. And so all of this stuff was done to destroy the ancient alien, fallen angel technology that had been reasserted again after, you know, the Garden of Eden. Because remember, this is the same thing Lucifer had done before, you know, in the pre-Adamic race. He's just doing it all over again. And that's why we talk to you guys about 5G. And we tell you that 5G, 6G is satanic. It's, and, you know, of course, Donald Trump brought us 5G. Remember, he also brought us Operation Wars. I'm going to save millions of people. He brought us all that, okay? And as far as I'm concerned, Trump's a high-level Mason, and he's just you know part of the figurehead that we're being that put. Anybody at that level is compromised, in my opinion, somehow. You know, if they if they win that election, or if they haven't been compromised, you know, and they try to go for the election, they're quickly compromised because you know pictures are brought up, or things are brought up, or whatever's brought up, and or their, their families are threatened, or whatever. Something happens, or they have the meeting. I, I'll never forget. When uh, George W., the, the dumb one, which I know him too. But he, he's very nice, though, but he's not very bright. Uh, he's, you know, he's basically having this meeting with Obama. And Obama comes walking in all you know, cocky you know, you know, with his transgender wife, I guess, waiting in the wings. And he, he comes walking in there, and he's strutting in like he's Mr. Rooster Kingpin. You know, and uh, all of a sudden, he comes walking out, heads down, shoulders just rolled forward. He slumped out. Somebody done told the man who really ran the planet. <laughs> what was really going on, and it was probably overwhelming for him because Obama, again, was picked, hardcore communists. And again, these guys are used by these entities in order to run the planet. They have a bloodline that they use. As again, the, the fallen angels were here before and after the flood. You can read that in Genesis 6, and that bloodline allows these entities, not the fallen angels, mind you, the entities, the demons, etc., these demon spirits to come into these people and basically possess them. I told you the story of my friend who met a former action hero from the 80s and 90s who was a you know, big-time you know, Hollywood star from another country who was in you know, great condition. And he shook the guy's hand, and my friend's a real strong Christian, and the guy's entire eye turned black. I told you that story. Now, I wasn't there. I didn't see it. And my friend flipped out, and he, couldn't, he, didn't, he didn't know what to think because you know, what's behind this curtain? What's behind the eyes? What's possessing him to allow to do that? These people are being used and possessed – 
because a lot of these people are bloodlines. Remember the obsession with the royal families in Europe for interbreeding? You go over there to Europe, you go to some of these castles, and they've got the, the pictures of the ones from the thousand, you know, thousand years ago, 800 years ago, 700 years ago. All these, all these portraits are on the wall from all of the ancestors, and they all look like the same person because they're all interbred because they allow themselves to be possessed and they have to have a certain type of DNA, which has had empathy and sympathy, and they're psychopaths and sociopaths, and all stuff's been bred into them or bred out of them. And, and basically, they're allowed – that makes it easier for these entities to go into them and to use them. You know, Remember Count Dracula? Well, that was Law the Impaler. Remember him? That was like Prince Charles's great-great-grandfather. Look it up. He's, Prince Charles is like the great-great-great-grandson of Count Dracula from Romania – Vlad the Impaler. You say, ah, come on, Ted, you just make this stuff up. Look it up. I mean, he's even talked about being that. And I've posted it on the website on the Health Masters News. You know, this is just a weird, weird situation that we're all in. And we need to understand who runs the planet. And that's why I keep telling you guys it's the ancient Canaanite religions that run the planet through human sacrifice or, or abortion, they'd call it now that continually feed these entities on the other side of the veil because they've been cut off from God's energy field. That's what does this. Is that they're like energy vampires, and that's why they want the adrenochrome. That's why they want the, the torture. That's why they want to sacrifice the children. That's why they're so perverted. It, to them, it's just food. They don't see themselves as doing something wrong because they're sociopaths and psychopaths. They see us like a chicken laying an egg, and they're just eating the eggs. That's how they see us. They don't, they don't see us as what we are. Because they're already unbelievably hacked off of what we are because we're created in the image of God because they hate God. That's why they're pushing the hermaphroditic agenda so hard. Because and this is why this is why I won't stop saying this because nobody else says this that I've ever heard that their God is a transgender. And that's why I've called out numerous preachers that have said that our God is a hermaphrodite. He's both male and female. It's not true. That would make Jesus an hermaphrodite. Because Jesus is the exact image of God Almighty. It made Adam and hermaphrodite. It's not true. It's a bunch of lies. And these guys come out and they say this stuff, and a lot of these guys are high-level masons that are doing this. And they've been put in there to usurp the authority and the power of God Almighty and to make him – well, their God's an hermaphrodite. And our God's an hermaphrodite. Well, what's the difference between the two gods? That's how they're saying this. And that their God is the one who created the universe, co-created the universe with God, and he's the real God. Our God's the bad God. This is what they really believe. This is what the masons believe at the highest levels. And when you understand that, you begin to realize that they believe that when Eve was defiled or basically by, by Lucifer, when he defiled her, that he started this Canaan, this Cain bloodline of the fallen angels in the very beginning. They, 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 they believe all these crazy, crazy things. Now, whether or not that happened with Eve and Lucifer, I don't know. But, you know, it's just the whole thing is just weird to me that they believe this stuff. But that's how they see it. And these guys, along with the central banks, run the world. I've done entire shows on the Kabbalah. I've done entire shows on the Masons. I've tracked it from the ancient Canaanite religions all the way to now with the Masonic lodges. I've done those shows and they're posted in our archives. And every once in a while I'll run a rerun on them just to bring the new listeners up to speed. They're the ones who run the planet. They have been for thousands and thousands of years, all the way back to you know when John, the Book of John was being done. So let's, 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 let's go back on the refurbishing. So what we've had to see is that these when the, you know there's a huge amount of water been taken away from the canopies and now the crust of the earth and basically, we had to get the water cleaned up, and then all of a sudden, we started finding, you know, all of this, you know, seashell stuff on Mount Everest because it was pulled from the bottom of the oceans. You, in, in the Andes Mountains, you got seashells up the top of the top of the mountains. 
you know, fossil remains of seashells because it was once on the bottom. And then let me read some more scripture. And God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth and the gathering together of the water. He called the seas. And God saw that it was good. Genesis 1, 9 through 10. Now, we know that every mountain range has this, the sea-like sheep creatures and all this stuff. It's very important we understand this. Now, we need to also realize that a cataclysmic event took place during the refurbishing of the earth in Psalm 104, 5 through 8. We've got to realize that. It's very, very important that we understand that. Jesus revealed to the apostle John that the devil had come down to earth, and he's in rage. And Jesus warned people of any earth, and he warned those who would have it in the seas and oceans. That we, you know, we're just kind of giving that statement without explanation. It's Psalm 104, 5 through 8. We, we are just – we realize that, you know, all of this stuff is happening. And our knowledge of UFOs and all the rest of the Navy, this is just remnants of the space fleet. That's all it is. It was in Psalms 104, 5 through 9 that the Holy Spirit revealed to King David that the former ocean floors became dry and the dry land became ocean floors. Here's what it says. Who laid the foundations of the earth that it should not be moved forever? Thou coverest it with the deep as with a garment. The water stood above the mountains, and they rebuked, they fled. At the voice of thy thunder, they hasted away. They, they go up to the mountains, they go down by the valleys, and to the place which thou hast flooded, hast founded for them, that hast set a bound that they may not pass over, that they may not turn again to cover the earth. Psalms 104, 5 through 9. And see, that's why we see these fossils and these whale fossils and all the stuff up in the mountains, including Mount Everest, because all of this stuff happened. And so all of these things are something that happened during the creation of the earth again and when God cleaned it all up. And then God also said in Genesis 1, 11 through 13, and God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after its kind, whose seed is of itself upon the earth, and it was so. And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after its kind, and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was itself after its kind, and God saw that it was good. And it was the evening and the morning were the third day, Genesis 1, 11 through 13. Now, guys, listen to me. This is when, again, the fallen angels came down, you know, basically came back to the planet again. And they started teaching these people, these individuals, on how to commingle seeds and how to basically destroy what God was making. This is the hybrid technology that was coming out. So all of this stuff is happening over and over and over and over again. In Revelation 21 through 23 through 24, it says, And the city had no need of the sun neither of the moon, to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb of light itself, and the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it, and the kings of the earth do bring their glory and their honor into it. Because remember, this is there's no sun yet on day three. <laughs> it's, 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 this, 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 this is what it's talking about. And then on the fourth day, the solar system was kind of put back together again from the space wars. It, you know, it, it made it so the earth was no longer lighted by divine light, it was from a star that supposedly our sun that continually burns hydrogen. We're not really sure. I'm going to say something that's going to be weird. We don't really know the exact exact distance of the sun from our planet. I'm just say that. Uh, you know, and we have a lot of theories and a lot of people have certain types of math with certain types of formulas and certain types of, how should I say, constants in those formulas. But we do know that there is a sun. It glows brightly, keeps the earth warm, and it basically – you know, it, it basically lights up the planet, and we have daytime and we have nighttime, but I'm not going to go any further than that right now. And, and we need to realize is that this sun's going to be here for a long time. It'll be here for a long time. and then, But then it won't be anymore because the judgment will take place, and the universe that we're in will be dissolved, and we'll be moved into a new universe. 
Isaiah 34, 4. And all the hosts of heaven shall be dissolved, and the heavens shall be rolled together as a scroll, and all their hosts shall you know, fall down, fall down, and the, as the leaf falleth off from the vine, and as a falling fig from the fig tree. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, and the, and that, and the, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with a fervent heat, and the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up, seeing that then all things shall be dissolved. What manner of persons ought ye to be in holy conversation of godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of the Lord, when the universe being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat? Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens, that's all of us that are saved, and the new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. Second Peter three ten through 13 Revelation 21.1 says, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. Okay. And then the moon was also put in orbit around there to govern the signs of the night. But, you know, you know, we got to realize that most Christians, you know, don't even realize that, you know, time doesn't exist in the spirit world like it does in the physical word, world. And, and we've got to understand that. And we have to understand, you know, that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Daniel 12, 6-9 says it this way, And one said to the man clothed in the linen, which was upon the waters of the river, How long shall it be to the end of these wonders? And I heard the man clothed in the linen, which was upon the waters of the river, and he held up his right hand and his left hand unto heaven, and he swore by him that liveth forever, that it shall be for a time, times, time and a half, and when it shall have to accomplish to scatter the power of the holy people, all these things shall be finished. And I heard, but I understood not then said I, O my Lord, O what shall be the end of these things? And he said, Go thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and the seal till the time of the end. Daniel twelve, six through nine. And we and we need to understand that Jesus is coming back. And basically he's the King of Kings and He is the Lord of Lords, like it says in the book of Revelation. And it also says in the book of Revelation that he treads the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God Almighty. Think about that. Just you realize that this battle is not lost that we have going on right now. We have ultimate victory in this in the end. We're going through these skirmishes. The war was done on Calvary when Jesus said, it is finished. And some of these guys want to come in and say, well, you know, Jesus had to be tortured in hell. That's a bunch of garbage. It's not true at all. It was finished on the cross. And those guys who preached that, a lot of them are, again, high-level masons. I'm out of time. Austin, finish it up. I love you guys. I'll talk to you tomorrow. We'll finish this, the rest of this. What's me? Want me a few more days? Go ahead, Austin. <laughs> Great info. Yes, guys. I hope everybody has a blessed weekend. Have a fantastic Friday night. You guys be safe and be strong. And if you need anything, you know where to get a hold of us. But this has been some great info right now that Dad's putting out there. And again, take it for what it is. You know, if there's something that you agree with, something you don't agree with, that's fine. This is a lot of information that he's been working on for months now. A lot of stuff that I've researched as well. The same thing, like I've told you before, with the context of Enoch. Uh, Chapter 7, verse 3 through 5, you know, a lot of people say, well, it's not an apocryphal text, it's not the Bible. So it's okay, but it gives you some aspect of what happened back then with Genesis 6 and so forth. And that's why I've referred to before, and it says the giants turned against the men and began to devour them, and they began to sin against the birds and the beasts and the reptiles and the fish, and to devour one another's flesh and drink their blood. I mean, they were cannibals. They were eating each other, the giants. This is a big problem. This is obviously one of the primary reasons I think it was the last straw that made God flush the planet. Because at some point, you know, you have to kind of say enough is enough. And, you know, people say, well, that doesn't mean that the 
the giants were sinning against the reptiles and they were basically having their way with them. It just means that they were eating them. I don't know. You take it for what it is out of Enoch. To me, it makes sense that these guys were basically creating another hybrid DNA with animals. Makes sense where the Tyrannosaurus Rex came from. I see no useful purpose why God Almighty would have had a T Rex stomping around the Garden of Eden that's fully carnivorous, that's 50 feet tall, and has to eat thousands of pounds of meat every single week. Doesn't make any sense to me. But again, I'm not God, but I've always had a question. My kids and everybody always has these questions where the dinosaurs come from because obviously they weren't supposed to be here again. You look at the parameters on the ark, it doesn't seem to be that Noah was building an ark to house massive dinosaurs in it. Just my personal opinion, but again, do your own research. A lot of interesting information, though. I hope you guys had a fantastic week with these shows. Next week, got a lot of stuff lined up as well. Be sure if you need anything, check out the website, healthmasters.com. As always, lots of different kits on there, including the Healthy Testosterone Support Kit, really popular stack with the Tribulus, the Zinc, the E, the Multiple, the HGH Stimulate. Also, we have the three-pack Fit Food Special on sale right now along with the attention factor and be sure to check out check out the hgh stimulate product of the week 12 percent off for one week only until next wednesday whatever you vote for wins next week so i appreciate y'all keep strong keep the truth out there continue to speak up if you hear something you want to make a statement if you want to be bold if you want to make sure that you're speaking the truth do so don't be timid be strong as always have a fantastic weekend my friends and i'll talk to you again on this show monday as always Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.